After a decade at the helm of the Ontario NDP, she's running for mayor of Hamilton, Andrea Horvat, but she's in a close race. So let's have a conversation with her about what the expectations are in Hamilton, how this is different than what she was doing, and get into some of the nuts and bolts of the important questions people in Hamilton are going to have. And I think people running any major city are going to have to answer from constituents going forward. That conversation now from today's Toronto Today. Don't forget our municipal election coverage all day next Monday and a special show anchored and chaired by uh, Alex Pearson. I'll be out uh, in the field as well. They finally found uh, a good spot for me to go. We were looking in Durham region uh, to keep me close to home and uh, and couldn't find much. So I'm headed to Vaughn uh, to see whether Stephen Del Duca can become a Vaughn mayor. Um, to let you know how things are going in the Hamilton mayoral race, a new Main Street research poll has our next guest at 36% in a poll of Hamilton adults from six days ago, uh, followed by 29% for Keenan Loomis, 12% for Bob Bertina, 3% for EJS Butt. So our uh, next guest is the former Ontario NDP leader, of course, you know her very well from uh, voice and from name recognition and was a city councillor in Hamilton um, at the turn of the century for seven years. She is Andrea Horvath. Andrea, it's great to have you on Toronto today. Again, thanks for making the time during, a, am sure, a busy uh, lead up to Monday, uh, Monday day. It's always my pleasure, Greg. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for the invitation. Do you campaign any different? When you hear those poll numbers, do you campaign any differently? You're a veteran of this. Do you campaign any differently? Eight points up, eight points down. How do you approach it? Uh, no, we put the juice on the minute I got into the race and uh, we have not let up on the gas pedal ever since. And I have to say, uh, I'm loving it. It's really great to be home and, uh, you know, talking to Hamiltonians exclusively after being uh, across the province for the last couple of times I've campaigned. And so it's uh, it's really been great. I've had an amazing warm welcome, lots of excitement here. Uh, we had a high turnout at our advanced polls, which I think really indicates that people are are excited about Hamilton's future and uh, and electing a council that's going to take us to some great places. I mentioned Mr. Del Duca doing, in essence, what you're doing in Vaughan, but there isn't really, people are probably looking at what you're doing and saying, what a year, like that's a grind to run two lengthy campaigns for two very different uh, jobs, being premier of the province and being mayor of Hamilton. That said, there probably wasn't really a gear down for you in the summer. This has probably been, go. it's probably been a year unlike like many others for you. Uh, yeah, it has been a very, uh, a very vigorous year, but uh, I took some, I took a little bit of time after the provincial election, after I had stepped down uh, on the election night as leader uh, to, um, you know, to, to catch my breath and to decide, do I have the energy for this? Because Hamilton's got some big challenges. We also have some great opportunities. And the last thing we need is a mayor that's, that doesn't have you know, doesn't have the steam. And so I did take that time and I thought carefully about about whether I have, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the energy that it's going to take to uh, to really lead this city in a positive way forward. And and I did. I, I came up with uh, with the, the energy. I came up with the excitement, more importantly. Uh, and after doing a lot of work, talking to various Hamiltonians, I, I came up with the support base that uh, the people really trust me. They know I have the experience uh, at a time when the city of Hamilton is going to see some new faces around the council table. And we have these challenges and opportunities. They know that a, an experienced person at the helm is going to be critical. 
Hamilton Center um, elected you back as an MPP with almost 58 percent of uh, of the vote um, this past June. When you step outside of Hamilton Center, what were some of the I, I wouldn't say, um, you know, bridges to erect. But what were some of the uh, issues that you spoke to out to voters outside of that riding where you did so well in where you said, you know, this is this is the vote I need now from you. This is the mayor that I'll be for you. Well, there's a couple of things. First and foremost, I I, uh, I do have a lot of um, gratitude for the people of, of Hamilton Centre that uh, sent me to Queen's Park a number of times. Uh, I've gotten a lot of support from them. Uh, I, what I've said to them particularly is that... Uh, uh, that I feel that the best way I can serve them and the rest of the city now is uh, is in the mayor's chair. So uh, so I've got a lot of support from them. Having said that, I've uh, I've also lived in and uh, have roots in many parts of our city, and that helps. And so I grew up in Stony Creek. Uh, I went to school at McMaster in the west end of Hamilton. I've lived in the, some of the downtown uh, areas, uh, of course, which were part of Hamilton Centre. I've also lived on the West Mountain, and I've even lived in rural Flamborough for a while. And so uh, so I've I've got a lot of uh, roots. And, a, and I have a lot of relationships that I've built over my entire life uh, in this city. Uh, in fact, last night I was just meeting with a couple of dozen farmers out in Flamborough talking about some concerns uh, uh, that they have around uh, around rural affairs, rural issues, uh, small town communities that, that feel they're they're not getting you know, the attention or the um, understanding really that they need to to really thrive as part of our city. And so after amalgamation was 22 years ago here in Hamilton, we really need to fix that. So these are the kinds of conversations I'm having. I'm listening to what people have to say, whether it's in Ancaster, whether it's in Stony Creek, whether it's in Bimbrook or in uh, or in uh, Flamborough, it, it really is about about being a, a leader that that listens to people and works with them, collaborates to find the pathways forward to solve the solu- uh, solve the problems that they're raising, to bring the solutions to the table. That's how I've always operated, Greg, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really thrilled to be able to bring those those skills to uh, to my uh, my hometown. Andrea Horvath is joining us. She's running for mayor of Hamilton. Joining us on Toronto today on 640 Toronto. I know you would have seen the news report yesterday from Burnaby, BC. Um, and how awful um, and horrific um, this violent death was for this 31-year-old RCMP officer. I also know in Toronto and in Hamilton, uh, there are those that experience homelessness. And I read uh, last night there was a new mortality report based on life expectancy among people living in Hamilton experiencing homelessness. There's no easy answer to the solution. I'm sure you've heard uh, members of the population um, say, we should do this, we should do that, we have to get tougher on this, tougher on that. What are things that you'd like to do to help solve the problem, but but be compassionate at the same time? Well, there's there's definitely some some things that need to be done, and and we uh, we have a homelessness problem across our country, as you know, and mm-hmm. you were referencing uh, another community at the other side of the country. Uh, one of the things that uh, that I've got as one of my priorities is housing, but it's it's the entire spectrum of, of housing. So absolutely, uh, the most vulnerable uh, folks who are homeless, we we need to provide the the supports that they need uh, to to be able to successfully become housed. We have lots of not-for-profit organizations that that provide housing that have a a number of projects, 3,000 projects waiting in the wings. They need municipal help uh, to uh, to unlock that potential. So we need to get those housing units built. But we can't be naive and think that people who have been living rough for some, in some cases, years now, are just going to be able to waltz into a, you know, into a small unit and be able to uh, succeed. So, so those wraparound supports are necessary. Uh, the, um, the transitional housing to transition people uh, out of, uh, 
uh, out of the, um, you know, the living rough scenario, uh, problems with mental health and addictions continue to be a problem uh, to me, continue to be a huge issue. So making sure we're getting uh, some supports for people. And, and there are some programs right now uh, that exist in Hamilton. Uh, and I've, I've actually, you know, gone to see on myself on the streets, what some of those programs are doing. And one of the things that we know for sure is moving people from one place to another without providing any solutions is, is, is not going to be successful. So we need to make sure that we are, if we're going to be moving people, for example, out of an encampment, uh, we have to make sure that we're, we're giving them some kind of, uh, of alternative and not just moving them to the further into the bush where they're even further uh, separated from possible supports and services. So it's uh, it's complicated for sure, uh, but uh, whether it's that kind of housing or whether it's giving young people hope again that they can actually own their own home in Hamilton, uh, that needs to be done too. So I've been talking to uh, you know the development community and uh, and others because the housing solutions come from everyone. I got only 90 seconds here, but I want to ask about policing and and you'll be a lot more front and center if you're elected mayor on Monday with with Hamilton's police, the police services board, the police budget. This is also um, something that's controversial. We're asking cops to do a lot right now. We're asking them to enforce crime, especially the serious violent crime, carjackings, gun uh, use. But we're also asking them to be, you know, social navigators, counselors. How do we find a way to meet in the middle, build trust in the community towards police, but also give them everything they need to do their jobs? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because this is absolutely a conversation that's happening everywhere. And uh, in Hamilton, our police force actually started some of those programs uh, initially and, and, and other communities have followed suit. So we had the Coast program, the Community Outreach and Support Team program. Uh, we have Social Navigator and now we're working on a program called STIR, uh, which is a support uh uh, oh, and I can't remember what the acronym is off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Support team uh, inter- intervention response or something like that. But my pro- my point is that the police are doing these kinds of um, um, you know jobs. They're 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 taking on these roles, but they're pulling in uh, local community organizations paramedics, mental health workers, social workers into this model. Uh, and they're hoping to hand off the model to the community. Yes, people call 911 when there's a crisis. Police are the first ones to respond. Uh, but what police are saying is exactly what you said. Uh, we, we, we're we not trained to do this work. We're stepping yeah. into breach, but we need to have those services in community uh, so that we can, uh, we can provide crisis response. And we need to prevent people from going into crisis by providing for mental health services and addiction services before they end up in crisis. I know. I know that was a massive part and an admiral part of your uh, provincial campaign in the spring. Good luck on Monday. I hope we can talk uh, in the immediate aftermath. Thanks so much for the time today. My pleasure, as always, Greg. Take care. Andrea Horvath, uh, former leader of the Ontario New Democrats. She's running for mayor in Hamilton.